Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide anime novices to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is our co-host Will. How are you this fine day, Will? Very good, thank you, Sam. Although I feel a little bit duped, because I feel like we've just got discounts media content here um i don't from, know what you're talking uh, about from other franchises <laughs> okay all uh, these ideas together <laughs> thank you guys for coming along and listening to our wonderful podcast where we talk everything anime um sam here our uh, podcast weeb he gives us a show and we talk about it um it's usually a the first three episodes of a new anime sometimes we recap a movie or go back over a show we've already talked about yeah so we talk about anime i'm a novice by the way that's you know if you didn't understand sam's spiel up top i don't really watch anime generally although now apparently i do um yeah i mean 73 episodes in you've got some pretty consistent weeb credits here i think so I'd, I'd love to yeah. sort of see, I mean, th- this diagram doesn't exist. I bet it does exist. I bet someone's made a graph of like where you fall, you know, like a tier list of, um, of weebness, like, like a scale. <laughs> and, and like, once you reach this many hours or this many shows, is it, is it done? You've in- got like, it's like the iceberg, like surface level is watching Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online. And then as you go deeper, it's like, have you watched Astro Boy in the original black and white downwards and downwards into yeah. like that weird fan animated thing that can only be found behind seven layers of twitter but this but this that's that would be really a really interesting discussion like we should do an episode of what is a weeb although i feel like we'd need Ooh. guests for that because i don't know enough about it but i think it'd be really interesting because it, it's, it's going to be very subjective isn't it because you could like someone who is diehard attack on titan and diehard sao and all of these sort of popular shows that have watched every single episode could be considered more of a weeb than someone who flits about mm. watched a few shows of this a few episodes of this um, yeah i don't know it depends is it, is the it... watch them all mindset yeah that's really interesting what denounces your value as a weeb like yeah maybe there's different species of weeb out there maybe. hiding maybe need like an attenborough documentary on the various <laughs> weebs. and here we see the fan service weeb in his natural habitat, looking at the boobies and hugging his body pillow. You'd have the ma- you'd have the manga weeb, the one that all- only watched anime based on true oh, manga the, and and always manga read the manga. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the the dub the the sub only guy or the dub only fighting guy. constantly with the dub only yeah. guy. Their oh. rematch and battle will shake their very heavens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive minefield. Um. This week, uh, we're watching a show, Sam. We're watching. Oh, we are watching a show. We are watching a show. We've wa- we've That's watched we a show. Here. We 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 we've been watching a show called Overlord. Yes. And um, can you tell the listeners who have seen it or haven't seen it why anyone would want to watch Overlord? Well, it's our favourite genre. Will it's, it's an isekai. Oh yes. It's an isekai. And if you like isekai, you know what to expect going into this. It's a story of somebody who's transported to another fantasy world where he can live out his wildest uh, fantasies and dreams. We're following this time, though, instead of your typical black-haired basic anime protagonist boy, we're following a giant skeleton. So we're seeing things almost from the side of the big bad instead of your traditional hero for this story, which already makes for an interesting uh, concept and setup it's by <laughs> studio madhouse one of the 
titans of the animation industry who very rarely do second seasons for anything, but have actually committed to about four seasons of this now, including a few one-off episodes here and there as well, (laughs) based on a series of light novels. So you know that the power systems and the classic tropes from there will probably rear their heads at some point. That's probably why you'd want to watch it. An interesting spin on an old classic or just more isekai trash for you to enjoy. Brilliant. Uh, Let's get into talking about Overlord. So, Will, what's happening in these first three episodes? Guide our weary listeners through this tale of Eins Gaun. Yeah, I'm never going to say that because it's there's too many vowel sounds there for me. It's just so many, too too much, too much. And he's got like three names. Like he calls himself. He that. does. He calls himself Momonga. Momonga. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're a Momonga. And then you're the sh- a Momonga. Then the show's called Overlord. Like it. It, it seems very overly complicated. He's, just go with. He can't one. hold all of these titles. He's just so. <laughs> I don't know. He's got such presence. So omnipotent. Um, uh, yeah, so this is about Skeletor from the he- from He-Man. Um, <laughs> like, as soon as I saw this image, I was like, oh, is this going to be He-Man? Um, and I genuinely, I was a bit disappointed going in because I was, well, no, I was expecting to be disappointed. I was a bit wary going in because I'm not a big okay. He-Man fan. I didn't really grow up. I think I was a bit late to the party with he-man i think that was sort of a bit Same before here, us. yeah um mm. so i never really jumped on i only that, know it through memes wagon. yeah exactly um and, and I said, hey, hey, hey. um so I, I was gonna i was a bit wary going in and it turns out it's nothing like he-man uh apart from um, no apart from the main character that is very remnant of skeletor um it's a D-M-M-O-R-P-G. Yes. There's lots of acronyms in here that you're probably going to have to explain at some point or another. Um, this is, I, I did write it down, a dive massively... A dive massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Yeah. So it's a it's a game. It's basically Sword Art Online. If anyone it's Sword Art Online. It's Sword Art Online. <laughs> um, uh, so this um, D-M-M-O-R-P-G is being shut down and our main boy, Skeletor, is really struggling to let go of this world he's spent so many hours in this game campaigning working hard and you know he's he's chilling he's chilling in his in his crib uh in game and the game shuts down but wait it doesn't shut down he wakes up and it's all still going on except now oh my god except now it's a real world he's got no screen the magic seems to work he's got NPC, this NPC army has come to life. His slaves and mm. servients, subservients, servients. What's the difference so between just, a subservient just, and a servient? Subservient is like a behavior. You can be subservient. Oh, okay, cool. Um, okay, so subservient servants. Um, oh, yeah. Look what? at us upgrading our vocabulary uh, on the fly. Go <laughs> us. <laughs> Hopefully, correctly. Who knows? Um, <laughs> They they now have consciousness and will follow his instructions and be a part of his new world. And it's the whole first three episodes are him coming to terms with this and trying to navigate mm-hmm. this new world that isn't identical to what he knows, but everything mm-hmm. that he knew sort of gameplay-wise seems to still be 
still what checks out still checks out still use a lot of his items and skills in similar ways yeah and um he's got to now navigate the complex character developments that he's of of his new npcs and the political structures of the world that he finds himself in um indeed as a big scary skeleton man as a big scary skeleton man who can use magic so should we yeah it kind of I was going to say, should we talk about Skeletor first? Because he is our protagonist. Yeah. And I've got, I've got some issues with him. Okay. Well, what issues could you possibly have with an eight-foot-tall skeleton man? Um, uh, the uh, fact that he's an eight-foot-tall skeleton man. That's racist, bro. <laughs> no, it, well, kind of. It's um, that relatability factor that you want from your protag. Um, yeah, it's kind of out the window, isn't it? Yeah, you don't... It's a bit like, it's a bit like the um, issue I had with Slime. Um, Mm, with Rimuru with Rimuru because you know he he is an eight foot tall skeleton man and he he, he, you just I don't you can't see that expression on his face so there's a lot you Mm. have to infer there's a lot you have to deduce from what he says um Mm. and to coincide that with a whole world full of NPCs that aren't real characters now it's not quite that it's a whole world of NPCs well it is at this stage at this at this point, he, well, his immediate area, so the the crypt that he lives in, they're all the NPCs um, that were from the game. But they say that their crypt has been teleported. So this is one of the interesting things I find about the concept is that it's all of the stuff he knows from the game, but it's been transported to a completely different fantasy world. It's like a double layered isekai. Right. So all the villages and stuff, and the politics and the kingdoms they're are completely all new. Yeah, whereas oh, that changes a him lot. and the NPCs, the NPCs now have a lot more um, personality and can act of their own will. But yes, you're right; they are NPC characters. But everything else outside the walls of the crypt, okay, is another another right, fantasy. I'm going to change world. tack then. My my whole opinion on this show is just just flipped, um, radically shifted, radically shifted because. I was really, I, I, I sort of knew that because I, I, I picked that up through the sh- show that, you know, this has been moved somewhere else, but they didn't sort of linger on it enough that I really put any weight on it or any importance. But the way you've just framed that is really interesting because now all of his comments about not caring about human life and stuff make much more sense because originally mm. I was thinking, well, yeah, but they're just in this fantasy world. Like they don't, they're not real. They're not mm. really dying. It's just a game, bro. It's just a game. Um, I was thinking of them more as NPCs than anything else, but now, yeah, that, that does add a massive difference, a different dynamic than some of the other shows that we have. Although I guess SAO, everyone's real in that as well. They are real people that really die. So, um, mm. you know, but it's like a bit more removed because it's like, it's, it's video game stuff in Sword Art. So whereas here it's flesh and blood that's being spilled. True. And I think it's interesting to go back to your point on relatability to the main character, to Ainz. Um, we see, we hear his in a monologue, and yeah. it's in the same old voice he had when he was Mwanga, and he's like freaking out about different things. He's trying to kind of have this air of authority when he speaks. His voice is much deeper, but we also see that his feelings aren't being manipulated and controlled in the in the way that he says that he doesn't care about killing humans. And yeah. when he gets aroused, we have that effect that kind of calms him down, mm. and that adds to that ex- that extra layer of not being able to relate to him because he's actively acting non-human 
and he's fine with it. He's yeah. not pressing anything else. Yeah, and I guess that's been a deliberate choice of the writer because just thinking about how they introduced this whole show, this is the first time I can think of where we don't see an in real life version of our protagonist. In Sword, yeah, we in Sword only Art we do. See... In No Game, No Life yeah. we do. In mm-hmm. Grim, mm, Grimguard, they are themselves anyway, I think. Yeah, they arrive in their real world clothes. So, yeah, like it's that in every yeah, even other, slime we see him as even the as yeah even in slime stabbed, yeah that's yeah. that's my other example yeah so this is the first time and even in things like um what's the one with the the hermit the 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 one that I really yeah, like Kikamori. um you know no, wizards wizards uh we watched it recently wizards. um I really enjoyed it come on. Uh, Water wizard, water man. He, he can. Oh, Mushoka Tensei. There you go. There you go. He, yes, even even yes, with yes. him, you see him in in real As life. As his big fat self before he gets reincarnated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's, yeah, that's really interesting. I've never thought of it that way before. We'd never actually see Momonga as a person. Yeah. Which huh. which which again just disconnects you from his own reality and kind of lets your imagination run wild with who this guy was. Um, you sort of mm. get a hint that he, he says something, I think in episode three about, you know, potentially being a bit of a hikikomori. Is it a hikikomori? Is that the yeah. right word? Yeah. 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 Um, it's interesting as well because he says um, in the first episode, they're talking about the prerequ- blah, 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 pre- blah, prerequisites. prerequisites. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to join the guild. And it's mm. that you had to be a functioning member of society. So he also says you have to be of, human, uh, non-human, like as in a character race. So like the oh, is that what he says? The slime. Oh. Yeah, he okay. says you have to be non-human uh, character oh, race, but be a functioning member of society. And that functioning member of society thing is interesting because then it's kind of casting a really wide net in that this could be any salaryman out there. It's yeah, any, yeah. It could be any member of the workforce. Yeah, that's interesting because he does. That almost seems contradictory to what episode the the comments in episode three. Unless I've misinterpreted them, he does sort of make comments about his worthlessness or like he seems to put himself down in episode three as like who he was. I'm sure it's episode three. Maybe it's earlier. Yeah, he does. He's he's. It's when he's saying whether he should go back, right? And he's like, "Do I want to go back to a world where I yeah. just go to work and come home and then just keep repeating this cycle again and again?" Oh, he does like a worthless work. cog okay. in the machine. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, all right, no worries. It, it fits. It, it checks out. I've, I've, I've it checked looked, out. I've looked at the numbers. <laughs> it checks out. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else about Mamunga? Mamunga? Eins? I'm going to call him Eins. That's much easier. Okay. I'm going to call him Skeletor. Um, okay. He spends a lot of time just umming and ahhing, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think generally there's a lot of um, overemphasis on certain perspectives in this show that are really trying to drill home character perspectives um the whole again subservient uh (laughs) environment that we have um it was a bit was a bit grating was a bit much i think they kept beating you over the head with you're the greatest we'll do anything for you we'll we'll do this how much they love how much they love summer yeah that um got a bit tiresome after a while and again on the flip side his sort of umming and ahhing. But uh, to be fair, 
To be fair, I think he he's justified in the fact that he's come to this brand new world and <laughs> yeah, is in he's a completely out of water. a new situation. I I did like some of his decisions and the way he sort of takes control um mm. in a in a you know in little small stages he's sort of testing the waters he'll like ask them mm, to do something to see what he can get away see with see what he, yeah well just to see the boundaries of this world um i think i think it's quite interesting um do we i mean one of the big ones is is when it is is when he find when he first meets albedo albed Al- albedo yeah. albedo <laughs> Will you? <laughs> well, think, oh man, yeah. Bring in the most perfectly animated badonkadonks you've ever seen, <laughs> and just roll with it. I like though that he—that's him again testing the yeah. system. The fact that I can get away with an R, R-rated eighteen uh, action means that I'm definitely not in Yggdrasil anymore. I yeah, that's I was, an interesting. I was thinking, how are they going to play this off? But. It was an interesting yeah, what's the way. Excuse here? Yeah, it was the excuse. Yeah, it was an interesting way to get sketchy etchy, and I'll give them that. Um, it was very creative. Good lord, the writhing and the blushing and the panting as well. It's just like, the, dude. Yeah, that is that was too much. It went on for Honestly, too long because he's good it's for going, her for trying to get the bone. Oh yeah, but she's just go. It's just going on in the background over his monologue, <laughs> and it's just so <laughs> distracting. Like I missed everything he said. I was just like, dude. I worked, just, did you know? Well. Had a bit, bit, bit of attention there to Albedo, were you? Mm. It's hard not to. It's hard not to. Very true. Um, yeah, it was. It it was an interesting, interesting take on the the, the situation. <laughs> Losing my train of thought here. Okay, For being so reminded of Albedo. Do we want to talk about yeah. Albedo generally? She she epitomizes that intensity of the love for mm. Skeletor. Um, yeah, I think it was a bit tacky how they. He like he added that line into her code like ten seconds before the reset, right. and yeah. then that's come through into the into this new world. But I mean, everybody else acts in a very similar way in terms of their general adoration for him. So I guess it's it just it, it's fine. almost it's almost um, the exact sequence of events that happens in No Game No Life when he just tells the mm. girl to love her, love him and now for the rest of the yeah. series she's in love with him although she doesn't want to be she's got more consciousness um but yeah whereas albedo is just completely yeah but the way dedicated to fucking this skeleton but the way the way they circumvent free will in that's in those situations is is exactly the same it's just like oh i'm just going to type in this code oh i'm just going to tell her to love me it's like mm. okay i guess like cool cool agency you've got there female character yeah Yay. <laughs> yeah. um and then and then what do you think of the rest of his colorful cast of uh minions? well I, n- I know you really want to talk about um Al- albedo and the slut rabbit that is um shalt <laughs> <Shalt-tier. laughs> <It's a lad-tier>. rabbit <laughs> uh, oh shout oh my god yeah well, uh, that whole i mean uh, Argument. I mean, do you know what I did like about that? I, I I didn't particularly like that because again, it just emphasizes this adoration to this big, strong, scary man figure that they just want to pounce on. Um, yeah. But I did like the side comments and the conversations outside around that while that was going yeah. on because some of those are the characters, and I didn't get all their names, but some of those are the characters were just 
sort of having these debates around well is could this be a good thing like we could we could worship his line uh if, if they those two have children we could worship their line <laughs> rather than just him oh, that sounds amazing and it's it's, it's um, great i could carry it around on my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> that was i'm fun. gonna leave these issues to you <laughs> okay come back here demiurge <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good yeah i think the show's tone wobbles a bit for me because it starts off with um it seems fairly light-hearted and somber almost so it starts off, starts off somber with yeah. his shutting down of the mmo and then it gets a bit more light-hearted when he's testing his powers and stuff and then it even goes to like this almost hopeful bit where he's looking at the sky when he's flying at the end of episode two mm. um and it definitely seems at the beginning like it's aiming more for a comedy because you get things like, um, oh, how long was I going to fondle her breasts for? The yeah. inner monologue of him uh, panicking and then being composed on the outside, the, the comments like you said. Um, but I don't think the humor always lands. Like when he disappears after meeting all the um, like ministers for the first time, we get this comment from Shouter who's just like, oh yeah, my panties are fucking soaked. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah. ah... I know that you've got this. I know that she's an immortal vampire lord, but you're getting the lolly to say that she's wet, and it's like, Ooh. yeah. And she's like, "How could you not be?" To the <laughs> to the other characters, so like, how could you not? It's a good clap back, to be fair. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it does lead to quite a nice, well animated bit where their faces just writhe and contort as they're shouting at each other. But I think it's just like they're saying quite mature stuff for the, i think maybe for the sake of being shocking yeah yeah i would agree I don't, I don't think it's it's necessary to make that joke i think there are other more tasteful ways of doing it that would still land for the punchline um mm. that they want um yeah it does seem just a, a little bit over the top a little bit crass but um mm. and i think yeah. that comes back to the issues with the tone because then episode three after you have all this kind of light-hearted buddy buddying around it suddenly hard shifts into decapitations bisections yeah. and people getting fucking murdered it's like where was and the characters and again i guess because we're following it from the perspective of the bad guy the characters are very nonplussed and don't treat it like the atrocity that it actually is so yeah. even though you've got this like a lot of gore and a lot of quite violent things happening it's all kind of played at that same tone yeah i think um yeah I, I, let, let, let's unpick that idea that this guy's the villain for a for, for to start with because mm. i didn't get that vibe like i understand he's dressed as a giant eight foot skeleton man um yeah and skeletor is the villain but in this I don't get that feeling at all. He seems to be the protag that wants to do the right thing. He ends up going and saving these villagers. Um, mm. I know, I know from he's being, I, I guess the, is your argument that like his character, the one he's the, the, the skeleton, uh, what avatar thing is supposed to be, yeah. it's supposed to be a villainous character. And therefore he's being corrupted by that. And that's where all that desensitization comes in with the murdering and all that sort of stuff. So he's almost being forced into the role. He's not acting in a, yeah, yeah. He's not acting in an overly villainous way as of these first three episodes. He, but he has that 
whatever it is that is suppressing and mm. changing his personality, which yeah. makes him act indifferent to the suffering even though he does eventually go and yeah. it's subtle at this stage out. though isn't it i wouldn't say it was yeah. because because he does yeah he sort of talks about that stuff but you can almost wave that to the side because he does go and help and he does save the people mm. um the the tone in general you're right does shift like i was shocked but then again i think potentially it's i don't yeah okay so here's here's one argument i think it's aiming itself at a higher an older audience because of the sketchy etchy and because of the blood and gore and because of the way they yep. slaughter people. Mm-hmm. Now, now the question is, I, I, I don't think either of us really picked that up from the beginning of the episode, beginning of episode one, or, or I think a lot of it is aimed at a younger audience as well. I don't, I don't know whether there's, I don't know whether there's a miscommunication with where this, where the audience of this show lies, because I feel like yeah. we were both shocked by those elements of it. Those elements mm. weren't clear going in that that's what it was going to be about, and then to throw those in is almost—I don't know—it just—it just is a bit of a mismatch. Um, yeah, because you've got all these the quite colourful cast designs, yeah, and quite yeah. like they're unique and they're very interesting. But then suddenly, after he leaves the crypt, it's like, but they're also and, very and cartoony, almost, aren't they? They're also very like the animation style is quite. Mm. simple i wouldn't i wasn't blown away by the animation some of the fight scenes yes, are good, some, but it was it wasn't didn't like have any the, any say quoi. um did you say quoi oh i like it <laughs> <laughs> that's the new standard <laughs> oh god um hit me with that did you say quoi baby damn um <laughs> It's uh yeah, so it it didn't have that X factor that a lot of shows do, and I think mm. I think because of my sort of uh, association with things like He Man and that sort of childhood fantasy mm. world building, I almost expected it to go along those lines, and maybe that's unfair of me to put it in that same category. But at the same time, that is a big key element of those young childhood sort of fantasy worlds so to then incorporate yeah. like you could have made it grittier you could have made the character yeah, the, the character definitely. designs a lot grittier in order to mm. portray this older more mature setting and a lot of the uh artwork key visuals and artwork for the show like supporting posters and dvd covers and stuff actually does have much grittier artwork so mm. the posters that build the show tend to feature the characters looking a lot more kind of darker colors and much more detailed and um uh intricate designs okay but then i guess in the show they feel a bit more flat so it tends yeah. to not convey that message as well i think yeah maybe not a lot happens in the first two episodes does it he goes to a new world. Uh, I don't know. How does episode two finish? He goes to the new world. He chats to the NPCs for a bit, yeah. goes to the arena. Oh, yeah. Chats to the twins, mm. chats to all the NPCs again. Mm. Episode one ends. Episode two starts off with some extended conversations in the panty situation. Yeah. Then he flies up into the air and <laughs> then gives some rings to two guys. And then episode two ends. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really not a lot. And and this is something I was kind of gutted that it ended at episode three, because I think mm-hmm. the end of episode three is where it gets interesting. It's like, yeah. <laughs> we see it, we see some fighting. How does episode three end again? Is it, is it the, the, the knight, the, knight, the warrior the, yeah. guy turns up? And and the village and is being surrounded. They get surrounded. Yeah. Mm. And then it's like, oh shit, maybe you shouldn't have just dove headfirst into this uh fantasy world and started trying to act the hero when you have no idea what's going on. What's um, going on, yeah. You may have just made the situation ten times worse. Uh that was an interesting dynamic and I really like that. And I was like, Oh now we're finishing? Like speed that up mm. or slow it down i don't know i don't know what the answer is because <laughs> th- there's every argument that you know he's gone into this fantasy world and we haven't seen enough of real gameplay to know enough about the world the the game yeah. the game side of it um and again we haven't yeah. seen him as a real person we don't know what mm-hmm. this outside world is like what i don't know it's it's it i don't know what the answer is i don't know if it I don't know. Does it work? Yeah. Are we happy it's with this? It's weird as well because we don't have a. We we get dribs and drabs of. Oh, the magic system seems to work the same here. Oh, this is my favorite ninth level spell. Blah blah blah. But Doesn't, we don't get any real. He has like context an, for what that means. Yeah, he has like an endless supply of magical items and magic spells. He seems and, uh, mm. and you know you wanted to talk about the mag- the like magic level or his his um, ability level. Well, I don't know what to call it. Um, yeah so like his strength level yeah um we see at the very in the very first few scenes of the first episode we see that he's level 100 in his mmo in yggdrasil and that he has basically played this game for its entire length of service he's accrued this guild that he's the the leader of Mm. and he's got all these he says like god level items and that he's just hoarded from the game of the years and it seems that he's basically been brought into this new fantasy world with access to all of that yeah and it means that we're starting with a character who's literally as powerful as he can be and he's now going out into the world and able to just as we see one shot most of his enemies Mm. at the moment and I think that that makes for a really interesting starting point. It's like, what do you do when your main character starts at max strength? Yeah. And how does that interplay with the rest of it? Because you can go two routes with it. You can go with the one punch man route yeah. where everything is a gag and it's played off for a laugh. Or the route that this takes is that you see how he interacts with people and how he chooses to use and wield that power. Yeah. And I think that makes for a very interesting start point and not a lot and some shows do this easy kind of quite guilty of doing it by giving the character massive powers at the very beginning and then having them meet a wall so it would be interesting to see what that wall would be for eins yeah because I, I guess kirito has that problem as well it's not to the mm. same extreme but he comes in with prior knowledge and yep. pretty insane skills when it comes to his uh his isekai world um yeah mm. I, th- I think that is it. That is an interesting dynamic because you've got. I, I, I like that idea that he's not probably going to come up with a big bad or like a big adversary, because he is the most dominant thing. But to have mm. his wall be society and like potentially yeah. burn bridges between villages and like make things worse through his actions, like he'll <laughs> yeah. he'll potentially be fine. 
He he will arguably be absolutely fine. But the fine. world around him, the world is he mm. just going to basic? Is he is he going to inadvertently become the big bad? Oh, that's <laughs> that's where this is going, isn't it? <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna Ooh. try and do the right thing and inadvertently become the villain, become the big and it's, bad. And it's uh, psychologically that's going to really give us a, all an insight into the villain's mindset and how you know it's a relatable villain. It's it's what you want yeah. from your villains um, to see a villain that. You How see who's thought- trying to do good. It's your Anakin Skywalker being- arc. It's it's your, yeah. I'm going to do these things for the right reasons, but they're still horrific things. <laughs> and and then kill a bunch of children. And then children. kill a bunch of children. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that is, that could be really, that could be really cool. Obviously, I'm assuming you've seen this show and know where it goes. Yeah. I've yeah. seen up to season three and season four is coming soon. Yeah. Um, so that's my prediction. So I have an inkling of what's happening. That's a, yeah, it's an interesting one. I like it. And we do know that he says that his goal, uh, as of episode two, is to spread the name of Einzaun Goal across the world. Yeah. So, yeah, so that could tie d- into d- your d- theory a d- bit. D- does he sort of, did he say that he wants to take over the world? Like he said something to that effect. He says that he wants to spread his name to see if he can find any other players of Yggdrasil, who might have been transported there as well. Yeah, but when he when he goes um, up into space, like not space, when he goes up into the sky and looks at the world, space. it's basically space. Um, I'm sure he says it'd be interesting to take over this world, or it'd be interesting to to rule the world, or something like that. I don't know whether he laughs yeah, it off afterwards or something, but um, yeah, he makes it into a bit of a joke. Yeah, and then he's like, and then my re- but the real reason would be to do this, right? Yeah, but still, the the the, the seed is there. Um, the seed is definitely there, and I mean, he's got the guys backing him up that i mean if he says it then they'll do it right it's like he says jump they ask how high yeah um going back to his power level um yes it's it'd be really misleading of the show i think and this is just something if they have another big bad that he does have to defeat you know if they go down that route Mm. because on the one hand everything's exactly the same the magic systems are the same his abilities yeah. he can pull all these relics through the game through this weird interface and they work perfectly in this world but the one mm-hmm. thing that isn't the same is his level so that there are more powerful things out there that that wouldn't compute with me do you know what i mean like yeah I, I, they haven't done that don't have him at max but, level and yeah. then and then say there's more powerful introduced yeah exactly yeah so but, that's interesting, but they haven't done that. So I'm not, you know, it's not a criticism, but um, I think that would they'd have to work very hard to convince me that that was believable. I'd, do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd need a lot yeah. of convincing. What's quite nice about it as well, like with him just starting at level 100, is that we don't have to bother with any training arcs. We don't have to bother with any kind of I'm going to get stronger, so I'm going to do training for three years or whatever. He's just going to. It's true. Maybe seeing him using his stuff more creatively, like we see him testing out his spells, and we see him uh, but giving is, the rings to his NPCs. And are we just going to fall into the trap where he's got a, a, a magic MacGuffin for everything? A magic item for everything? <laughs> maybe. I mean, he gives away two seemingly quite good magical items to. The yeah, right. Like for someone who's been hoarding these random for villager. so long, he's he's just been like. He's just happy to dish them out because and th- there's oh. there's no um, evidence that he can get any more of these from this world. There's no. Yeah. 
there's it no evidence. Gives me so much anxiety. Yeah, is that what like, you mean? When you're just he mean? It's like in the rings and everything. Yeah, like when you're in, like it's like when you're playing Pokemon, right? And you get the you get the Master Ball, or you get like a load of potions, and it's like, oh, your Pokemon's injured. You should heal. It's like, nah, mm, he'll be alright. But what if I need them later? What if I need the the potions later? You've got ninety nine potions. Use some of them. <laughs> but <laughs> your bag is full. Well, yeah, but what what do I get rid of? I don't want to... I might need all of these things. I might need 103 <laughs> Pokeballs. I mean, you, you will need 103 Pokeballs. That's, that's the one thing. Get to the, like the, the big big boss Pokemon. It's like, you, use the Master Ball. That's literally what it's here for. It's like, ah, oh, but what if I want to use it later? There's nothing else. It's the, it's the, <laughs> big, it's the biggest, most powerful one. Use it now. What if it doesn't work? <laughs> then I've got nothing. <laughs> it's 100% catch rate. <laughs> but... Yeah, but... <laughs> But it, but I've got I've got forty ultra balls that I can use, <laughs> and like one hundred and three pokeballs. I'm going to use them first. And if they don't work, I'll use the master ball. <laughs> Two hours later, oh, the master ball worked. Oh, nice. <laughs> now, <laughs> dun, dun. Oh, now I don't have a master ball anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, what were we talking about? How did we get onto pokeballs? Uh, oh, he's giving, giving items yeah, away. He's, he's giving it, giving the items away. Yeah, so that is a bit, um, a, a bit weird for someone who knows how MMOs work and stuff like this. He's quite an expert in gameplay to then just be dishing these things out, these relics, willy nilly, sort yeah, of willy nilly. Yeah, me. Um, on the same, <laughs> just just giving them out to his <laughs> peers and to people around him. It seems almost reckless <laughs> in a way. Like, yeah. it, it, even if. Even if, like, the, the medicine one I kind of get, especially if you're a level mm. 100. But the the rings and stuff, it's like, just don't. Like, there's no reason you need to do that at this stage when you know so little about this world. Just hold off. Yeah. Just wait. You And you still don't know these NPCs as well because they've only recently got sentience. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you don't know if and they're also, espousing loyalty well, to you. But have you seen Demiurge? He looks sus as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he does. And there's also two floor guardians that didn't come. I think it's two. Yeah, didn't come the to the eighth meeting. Floor and one of the other ones, and we, they just don't get mentioned. They just don't it's get like, mentioned oh, they again. Couldn't come. They couldn't come. They were busy. Like what? No, busy like, with what? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, we've we've removed the, all their pre. Like the whole purpose of them being there was to defend it from things, and there's no things now. We're in a different world. They need to come. They need to be here. They need to pledge their allegiance. Them not being here. I'm read. I'm reading uh, Poppy War at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. very coincidentally, I've just got to a bit in the story where um, some of the uh, kingdoms' leaders haven't turned up to, or one of the kingdoms' leaders hasn't turned up to the big festival where they pledge allegiance to the crown, and. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he could be ill or something. It's like, no, if he's not here, it means something. You or you come, yeah. Sun, you're sh- here for a big reveal later down the line. Yeah, you're just you're setting things up for. It, it, it's a manufactured surprise. It's like, oh, when we reveal the when the king or the leader or the floor guardian or whatever comes in for a surprise save, like the nth hour, and it's like, there he is, the eighth floor guardian that we've never seen before, and it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, well, I was thinking we they, meeting, they were going to become the big bads. They were going to be like working against oh. him. That was that was my theory that the that they that they don't support him. Like if you if you're not there supporting, yeah, um, true school face, then what? Who are you, who are you fighting for? What do you stand mm. for? What do you stand for? 
but even then like even if it that does turn out to be true as the line goes down it still feels that bit forced because it's like oh they didn't turn up so they they must have an important role later and for that role whatever it may be to come along it's like it's been telegraphed so like in your face yeah I, that I feel like that might take the surprise away a bit yeah i think if you're gonna do that yeah exactly like like the fact that they mentioned it but not addressed it tells you that it's gonna gonna come up later but at the same time they could have quite easily have introduced them now brought them to the event but just maybe mm. had them not be as committal or like yeah even even if there are no hints just have something change ha- have their perspective be realized later down the line and it's like oh god they've just been faking this whole time the fact that they've dropped it now sort of suggests well it, it does it just telegraphs so that something's going to happen it, it seems almost i can see what they're going for here that people yeah. people will give flashback but they've got to give their audience more credit that they're going to clock that mm. do you know what i mean like that again yeah. that's that's an element that maybe is more aiming at a younger audience that might not telegraph that or might not spot that yeah they're making it very obvious for a younger audience but then the rest of the tone very clearly is aiming for a more mature audience and it's like mm. yeah i did like the murderous um murder spree that the guards went on and how they were just ruthless like slashing that woman's back when she's like cowering yeah. over, her, over i'm so glad she didn't die because that would have hurt like yeah like watching that uh, oh, that was hard and but the other scenes as well like i, I was just like, oh you almost thought that it was just going to be like um what's it called like a, a little montage of them uh charging along with their yeah. swords and like it cut to stills and then that screams out and it's like oh no heads are being removed oh no they are just oh, slaughtering these people they they're taking this entire village out to task oh god yeah and it feels yeah. it feels like overlord what's his face um bone Eind. bone nose um is bone nose oh no wait hang on <laughs> <laughs> Or no bone nose. Uh, no bone nose. No uh, bone nose. No bone nose what? Um, no bone nose nothing. Ooh. You know nothing, <laughs> bone nose. Um, there's... He knows everything. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, it feels like he takes too long. It feels like all the villagers would, yeah, would be dead. Yeah, I wrote the same thing. <laughs> like, he's he's busy giving orders and stuff, and this woman's just been slashed across the back, and then he's like, yes mobilize albedo and i'm gonna get the teleport gate ready and then you can see in the background the soldiers are getting closer to the woman and i'm like yeah move yeah. if you're gonna do it move now get there um he'll it, be dead by the time you get and there. he originally wasn't going to do anything anyway like it, it's only because he saw yeah. his what his friend who created this npc like flash up behind him yeah and then he has a flashback to when he got saved in the game by oh yeah. like, justice <laughs> yeah. knight or whatever yeah. it was yeah yeah and he's like i'm going to i'm going to live vicarious no you're going to live vicariously through me i guess i'm going to do mm. what you would have wanted um, i would do what you want to do what did you think of the death knight's uh murder spree once he got wonky cgi aside all right once yeah. he starts chopping the soldiers what did you think um once he starts chop- yeah that was good i didn't mind that i thought i thought that was fun i thought it was brutal and bloody and very brutal it was it, stabbing that guy just repeatedly but it, <laughs> like, dude come on i think i think if if i'm gonna give credit to anything in this show it is the the, the brutalness i love i love a good gore i love a good fight scene um mm. you know it might remind me of like um uh what, what was um the viking uh 
Oh, Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga, that sort of brutalness of the fights. Yeah, season two. Season two coming soon. Wow. Mapper, baby. <laughs> I need to finish season one. Again. Oh, man. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> Mapper's stealing everything these days because that was Wit Studio. Yeah, yeah. Well, we discussed this and in, our, in our last episode, didn't yeah, we? Because we did, yeah. It came up. Yeah. Well. It's like Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones. Ooh. Good but it's parallel. all just the good shows. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually they'll just snap and make them all disappear. I am inevitable. <laughs> it's, it's, they're just making all the bad shows and disappear. <laughs> well, no, they're just taking over all the good ones. This is their ultimate evil plan. And then they're going to snap their fingers okay. and just stop producing them. So it'll just, they'll all, oh. they'll all just stop and, and, uh. Mappa will take on every anime in the world and then we'll just not release any of it yeah exactly anime yeah. is cancelled <laughs> and then the animators can finally go home <laughs> it's yeah it's just like the end of <laughs> the end of sword art when he finally wakes up and just all the animators just come out of the uh of their cubicles on with their drips holding on their, their drips, drips like oh, down the corridor free finally it's free over. it's all over it's finally over <laughs> oh, oh brutal poor mappa <laughs> yeah um where, where do we go where do we go from here do we, do we want to talk ops and eds i think we should do um because they're pretty good i really like the op it's absolute banger yeah so the op i thought was really good i thought they could have done better with the visuals i thought that there was a lot of character totally shots um the music synced up really nicely with stuff though and they made an effort to make sure yeah. that the characters were doing something like even the mm. even the music going to the swaying of uh skeletor's shoulders um yeah as from from the from behind and like each character does move a little bit or it's got fade or it's got something going on in the background so like they made an effort i just think and it, it mm. did all go time to the music really well we had when when there was a bit of a drop when they were flying across the sky and stuff like that the characters yeah the music was good. I did really enjoy that. Each time I was like, yeah, this is a good mm-hmm. bop. Um, the music carries it, I think, because yeah. it is quite a by-the-numbers <gasps> OP. Like, when it's introducing all the floor guardians and irons, I do like the effect, like the black background with the like really bright colour for their shadow. I, I really like that. Yeah. I thought that the action shots at the chorus drop were good, but they weren't outstanding. There was nothing that kind of made me go, wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Good. Um, I give it a getting isekai out of ten. Okay. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I. Hmm. Okay. Here's a question for you: okay. Is getting isekai a good thing or a bad thing? Ooh. Because we've depends. we've we've got this guy who is very much of the mind that the dude was in No Game No Life almost. Um. That this is a better world. This for is a him. better world. I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna try and own it. Mm. <laughs> but then you've got stuff like Sword Art where it's literal death games. Yeah, but there's there's no reason why in Sword Art they couldn't have... A lot of people did, didn't they? A lot of people just set up a life and yeah, decided... And just accepted their new... Yeah, which I think is one way of doing it. Like, th- that is definitely... Who's to say what's real at the end of the day? And if you get fulfillment out of your wow. life, wherever it may be... um that's, good for you. That's good. Um, Share your secrets with us in the comments. What, what, what about you? If you were put into a fantasy world, together, mm, I guess it. Depends, I'd love it. I guess it depends on the world, doesn't it? Would you? I'd be big into it. I think. Like it again. It if depends. You were like if if we were going, yeah, if I was trapped. 
I mean, it depends what you're going for. Like if, if it was going to be like most of these um, isekai tend to be, which is, oh, you're transported into the world either of your favorite MMORPG or a world that's if you went into Final similar Fantasy. to it. It would be into Final Fantasy fourteen. and I'd be so down for it. I would be so down for it. What are the stakes? Man, it would be awesome. What are the stakes in your in your the stakes? Uh, yeah, like is it is it life and death? Do you get re regenerated? What I'd I'd quite like it to be kind of like Log Horizon, where you still follow the mechanics, but like if you die, then you just respawn. Yeah, but well, who wouldn't? <laughs> like, like there is a cost I know, in, in I Log know, Horizon. You mentioned that at the time, but yeah, but I yeah, I think it'd be. If it was a bit more like life and death, I maybe wouldn't be so hyped for it. I, but that's the good thing about Final Fantasy fourteen is that I could just take up a crafter role and then just make stuff for the guys who want to go and punch things in the face. Yeah, that's true. What about you? If you got isekai'd, um, you'd get transported into like FIFA world or something, right? <laughs> just be a professional footballer. <laughs> just, but the thing is, FIFA's got no story, so it's just game after game after game after game. <laughs> Just, just run into the ground. Ne- yeah, just never stopping. That would be a terrible <laughs> isekai. Um, as much as I love football. Um, I think, no, I mean, to be fair, the idea of fantasy worlds do intrigue me. And I think it would be really mm. cool. Like, even fa- Final Fantasy and, and those sorts of things. It's hard for me not to imagine it as animation and not to imagine it as like graphics. So that, I think, yeah. always puts a sort of uh, film over it, which w- which I wouldn't like. But trying to picture it, you know, real world fantasy, it would be incredible. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Because it would feel just ability real. to just be in such a different world without the kind of, I think it's, I think it's just escapism, right? It's, it's getting away from those real life responsibilities. But you would have you new have responsibilities. Like, like those responsibilities would soon pressure up. You would still be you. You would still have your own personality mm. and your own, I don't know, uh, you would feel pressure in different ways. So like it wouldn't necessarily, yeah. eventually you would potentially just become the same. You would have the same problems and the same issues that you have in the real world. Yeah. But also I could shoot fireballs from my fingers and go and punch a dragon in the face. Yeah, that is true. I, 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 I can't <laughs> argue with that logic. Punching dragons in faces it's like, is, is what I live look, for. <laughs> I might have to have the same job pressures and, uh, anxieties and worries in my uh home fantasy life but if i need a bit of de-stressing instead of going and playing a video game if i actually go and cast a flying spell or shoot lightning from my fingertips or i don't know but it's all perspective dude those things would become mundane to you eventually like it's yeah but i'd rather have that experience of them becoming (laughs) mundane yeah and then once I'm done with it, I'll be like, okay, time to actually become the protagonist and figure out how to get back home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're having your cake and eating it, basically. You're, you're... Uh-huh, exactly. Ah. I exude protagonist energy, my dude. <laughs> now, I'd figure this stuff out. I think, I think for me personally, there'd always be an underlying feeling that it wasn't real, that it was all a game. It was and... a dream. Well, no, no, because it, it, no, we're talking about being sucked into an mm. isekai... Wo- ah. Did I clarify that this is a game isekai? This is like not taking... You did not clarify. You okay. said fantasy. Okay. Fantasy, I would probably do because I know that it is real. Mm. A game isekai, I would not do because I wouldn't internally know that it isn't yeah. real. Yeah. I'd still do it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be my blue-haired avatar of Final Fantasy, I'd, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, ED. What do you think to the ED? 
Um, I like the song again, um, and that is 100% what carries it here uh, because the rest of it is just Albedo being drawn in various lewd positions. Like, what else can you say about it, really? The the lyrics are pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Like, the lyrics, like, just saying Albedo is a psychopath. Like, one of the lines is, um, like, it swears at one point. I'm sure it does. All right. Naughty. Yeah. Oh, rude. Mature, some might say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what did you think? I thought the images were just a bit sort of, I mean, they were what they were. Like, they were just Albedo, like Mm. you say. Um, And... They were fine. Whatever. I'm, 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 it's an ED, so we don't expect much from the imagery anyway. Um, and the music yep. was good. I didn't. I, I liked. I liked the music. It was a bit edgy, a bit different. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, Auto tune in both of them. Op and ED. They both use mm. auto tuning for like the the first section of the song, which was I thought was an interesting right, parallel. Okay. Mm. Yeah, interesting consistency. Uh, unlike the rest of the show. <laughs> um, okay. Um, have you got any other odds and ends before we move into the three big questions? Um, yeah, a couple just like the animation in general does for a studio like Madhouse, who are known for creating some of the most beautiful works like ever, like their work on Redline was insane. This feels very by the numbers in terms of animation. There's a few good cuts here and there, like the twins fight against the fire demon. Yeah. And but other than that it just yeah it just the, the cg is jarring like the the knights and the death knight it's a bit janky that the, the okay. skeleton army at the beginning yeah like i don't know stood out for me and didn't really yeah okay um I mean, that's about it what about you my only thing is that i'm really gutted we didn't see the um the payoff for their whole debate around how they were going to disguise the castle or the the the, the the, the, yeah, we do. That's when he gives them the ring. He's using the yeah. mud wall spell yeah. to yeah. cover the thing. Yeah, and it's pitch black and we see a big hill form at one side of the thing. We don't see like a panned out... Because the whole thing the whole thing was they were going to disguise it with loads of different hills. We didn't see... We didn't... Yeah, we didn't see the, the end result to that. We just, we just saw, we just we saw, saw him saw pulling the dirt. And, and start, I don't yeah, know, that, that strategy, it. I was really curious as to how it would pay off visually because no matter how many mm. hills you you bring about, you're still probably in a big landscape and there's now seven hills rather than... Like, you have to mm. go pretty big with the amount of hills you produce to make it look believable. Otherwise, you're going to... Yeah. You know, you've got seven hills. Oh, look, there's seven hills over there. Let's go check out that. Oh, look, there's a giant castle. They weren't there yesterday. Yeah. That's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's clearly villages relatively nearby. Oh, no, maybe not, because he uses the sort of... He, the mirror thing yeah, right, to he, see what's going on. And then and then he uses a portal to get there. So yeah, um, they might not be that close. Or oh, I did like his armor. I thought that was really cool. I think he, he looked so badass in that like black armor yeah. with red cape. That is peak design like eight <laughs> foot tall armor boy with a cape yeah that that's my vibe yeah i think it's enough. so cool um and yeah like you know to its credit like i know i sort of criticized them for potentially being too child orientated but the the character design of, of these characters are pretty cool they're all right you know they're unique they're different yeah. from each other you can spot them easily and it is interesting having a pro tag that isn't just a 15-year-old boy in a game. With black hair. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. 
Fully agree. Let, yeah. Let, Should we go jump into the questions then? Let's jump into the questions. Okay, so we're going to ask three questions to decide whether we can show this show to a noob because that's the aim of the universe to open people's eyes to anime get more weebs involved and you know convert everyone to anime fanatics so um first of all we discussed concept sam do we like this concept i think as a concept it's pretty good like we're following what on surface level appears to be the bad guy who's at level 100 in a fantasy world that he's not familiar with and seeing how he deals with that. So I think that idea is very, very strong. I'm just not sure that the first three episodes utilize it in the most effective way. Like the execution from the pacing to the animation is quite slow. And they spend a lot of time waffling on things that don't lead anywhere like there's no doesn't feel like there's any forward momentum until episode three yeah um i would i would i think i wasn't gonna say the concept was as good as it i i think it is now but after you explained that stuff at the beginning around you know him the the, these being real people and about the the -hmm. political structures of these world potentially being more important because again i was looking at these political structures and i was like I don't. I, oh, there was a lot of exposition that I just sort of breezed over. Yeah, they, they could have done that much better. They could have shown that 100%. rather than just told us. And that that seems to be. It's also that's a general criticism of anime that I've found in a lot of situations. Yeah, is there is, they often are very quick. Tell to not show. Exposit. Yeah, exposit all over us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I I, th- I think now that I I'm seeing this through that lens of. He is being corrupt by this character. He's becoming this evil character mm. in a real fantasy world. That makes it more interesting. And I think the concept is good. Um, yeah. Again, with the pacing and stuff, potentially it doesn't execute it as well as we want. Um, but let's get into turnoffs then. What are the major... The turnoffs yeah. could be the pacing. It could be mm-hmm. the expositing. It could be the sketchy it etchy. It could be the sketchy etchy and the gore as well. And like the... Yeah. the- tonal whiplash that you get between yeah the comedy and the violence yeah. um i guess maybe the animation just because there doesn't seem to be such it's not as flashy as other shows but is it fair of me to say and criticize the animation when it does the job it's just not it's not astounding. super yeah like I don't think that can be really classified as a turn off. No, unless uh, otherwise we'd be turning away half the shows that we look at because it's yeah, but not do you remember? Quality. Do you remember what was um, what was the show you mentioned earlier? Uh, the one, the one where when you die, it's not, it's not, it's not. Log Horizon. Log Horizon. We criticised the animation there, I think, and that was one of the reasons we didn't put that in yeah because it wasn't again that was very similar it was very just it did what it needed to do it didn't do anything super special yeah Mm. um okay so So let's hold it to the same standard then okay well yeah we can hold it to the same standard i think if you if you're gonna have 
if you're not going to do something wow with the animation, then something wow needs to happen elsewhere. You need you need something whether that makes you whether it's plot gonna, or yeah, something whether else. Whether it's plot, whether it's character. I think potentially what they're going for here is character, and they're going for mm, Skeletor, which here. is why there's so many unique designs for the supporting cast and of Skeletor himself. Yeah, and I think Skeletor's are very whole identifiable, of, and this sort of infiltration of this the character. Um, the car- character morals versus his own morals being sort of mm. um, corrupted. I think that's what they're. Go- that's where they're going. Oh yeah, this is this is going to be great. People are going to this will hook them. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for. And mm. and the does it work? I'll tell you what is unique. It's the okay. it's the merging the the merging of fantasy and reality. So is this yeah. the, is this the first one? Because we've had some where they've gone into a game. We've had some where mm-hmm. they've gone to a fantasy world. Is this the first one where a fantasy game has literally gone and merged with the real world? But it's not the real it's world. It's like Isekai-ception. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, you sort of hinted at that earlier on. But is this the first, is it unique in that? Um, It's unique to, to me, through, I think. Like, yeah. Of the shows I think that it- we've watched is because when we think of the stuff like uh, Grimgar, that's just pure fantasy world that has some realistic elements of a game world. Sword Art is a game. Rog Horizon is a game. Slime is fantasy with game-like elements, but not an actual video game. No game, no life. Yeah, I think it is. It was a game. Or a game world. Yeah, no game, no life was a Ooh. game. We had game world, but they just tramp. It wasn't based on anything that they'd already played. No. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think, and I think, for my wider anime watching, I think it's the only isekai that actually does do that. See, that's that. that Here's a bunch of game characters. That that is it's unique. It, that is unique, and it is interesting because it's like it's it's not now. Now you can really use game things in the real world and see the effects on real people mm. do you know what i mean like it's it's it, it's it's one thing to go into a game and pretend that you're killing people it's one thing to kill people in real life but now you've got superpower incredibly powerful yeah. incredibly gamified now actually wreaking havoc in real life against real it's people. like that kid who plays grand theft auto just to go and shoot all the civilians yeah, yeah. almost yeah he's almost. like come in and <laughs> first thing he does is he blows up that soldier's heart and he goes oh this is my favorite spell yeah yeah like it almost it almost does feel like he's a kid in a like in a sandbox and he's just kind of testing all these overpowered abilities whilst also trying to learn more about the world and i think that yeah that makes for a very unique adds to that uniqueness of the concept do you know what i want to see and potentially there is something like this because it, it reminds me of things like uh, Ready Player One and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. what I want to see is this, but in modern day world setting. So it's ah. it's you you get these fantasy things that are brought into the real world. Re- reverse isekai. Yeah, effectively. Devil is a part timer. Devil is a part timer. 
Yeah, kind of, but that's not a game, is it? I want to see game things. I want to see game levels. You see so, actual, yeah. So like, okay. so we, so we, sit, so we have to see like the military, <laughs> the fighter jets taking on a giant Mario. Iron. Mario. <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily like he's shooting fireballs. At him. We, we don't need nostalgia. He gets a star, and it's like he just tears through a tank. Yeah, I mean that would be interesting as like a comedy. Or, or e- e- anything that'd be interesting to see how someone took that but even like this sort of fantasy world where it's knights and it's magic to see how that would interact in modern day and to see like mm. oh we've got to take out like they're they're killing people they're killing real people and they're dying with blood and gore and then they're killing pixels and they're dying with like their health bar going down like two different <laughs> different scales either side yeah um, there's something that's kind of similar to that but not like it's again it's not game in the real world but it's basically it's i think it's called gate and it's basically this big propaganda anime right which was made to big up the japanese self-defense force oh, right, and yeah. essentially like portals gates start opening up to a fantasy world and it's the japanese military fighting against like dragons and goblins and stuff oh yeah yeah no that's like cool. mowing them down with ak-47s yeah. and stuff and it's just like these goblins running with spears yeah no that sounds fun we should watch that um Okay, so does it do enough? Let's 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 wrap this up. Does the show do enough to get in? I think the concept has got me intrigued the more we've talked about it. Um Yeah. What do you think? I'm on the fence. Um I don't think I'm on you're the fence. I'm le- I'm leaning more to the side of no, just because I think based just off these first three episodes, it is very slow going and it doesn't really give you a taste of what the show actually is it's trying to just it's it's table dressing for the first three mm. in, in my opinion it's a really fascinating concept and it's so so interesting ah but would that be enough to pull you through to episode four then i think episode three oh. is the only thing that could possibly save it because that that is where it sort of yeah. ramps up and you see the that's depth. more what the show actually is okay it's battle tactics learning about the world finding things out whereas mm. the first two episodes are just a bit yeah it's it, it's overinflated and it takes too long mm. I, what about you? I think we put it in i think the concept is interesting interesting enough i think okay i, th- I think the concept is interesting enough and episode three does enough to keep me engaged in what this is about if i think if you get to episode three you're like okay i need to see episode four I need to see where this goes. It is a very strong hook at the end. Yeah. Like, and after the whole episode is just fighting and cool powers and whatnot, I think that it, I think you're right. It does start to then do enough to get you interested. Yeah. It's just a shame that it, it's not like that from the go. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I'll agree. Yeah. Let's, let's put it in. Okay. Well done to Overlord, to Skeletor mm. himself, Boneface, <laughs> and Cavity Nose, uh, as he will now Cavity be known. Um, Cavity Nose, gross. <laughs> uh, you've got into the Aniverse, so we think that we could show you to a noob and get them hooked on anime. You know, that episode three has, has done enough to to uh, grab... When he sinks its claws in. Yes, yeah, his bony... 
bony claws. Bony claws. Um, <laughs> just imagine getting held by a bony hand now. It's just giving me goosebumps all the way up. Honestly, the honestly, oh. that whole scene when he's mol- molesting the uh, NPC. Oh, Albedo. Yeah, and, and he's, he's just got like... the claws. I'm thinking, how are you not piercing skin here? And and my <laughs> mind just goes into what if, what if it, this relationship oh, no. continues? What if he just tore her boob off? Yeah, oh. but not even that. I'm thinking... She's going to be really disappointed when she finally manages to pin him down in the bedroom and then she realises that he's not got a dick. Or, I mean, he's definitely got a bone. <laughs> hey, hey. Well, he's got a lot of bones. How many bones does a human have? Like 200 and something? I don't know. Lucy actually knows pick that. One. I, pick one. I, I don't know. She can pick a favourite. She can. Um, the big toe. Uh, okay, so... Fema. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um... Thank you guys for listening. I, if you've got this far, I'm sorry. Um, we are going to move into Slice of Life. If you're not sticking around for that, which is where me and Sam just catch up on what we've been watching this week outside of Overlord. Um, thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, join in the conversation. Send us an email with your favorite shows at gateway to the universe at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you think of Overlord. Uh, is it is it good enough to get into the anniverse? I, th- I, we were were on the fence, but um, definitely fifty fifty. I'm still a bit umming and ari, but I, I think tell. I can tell. But yeah, look, we've got to make a decision, and you know, it's uh, big decisions about stupid things um, is what this show's exactly. about. So damn right. Thank you guys for listening. If you're not sticking around, we'll see you next week in the anniverse. <laughs>
No, it's it's quite heavy handed. It gets quite heavy at times. There's a lot of discussions and quite frank men- discussions about like mental health and sexuality and um, your place within society, especially here in Japan. And it can get quite heavy. And the author goes through quite a lot in the following uh, volumes. It goes to my solo exchange diary, where it's like a, a her therapist has told her to keep a diary, and she makes a manga out of her uh, recordings in it. And then it's uh, my alcoholic escape from reality, where it details the time which she had um, pancreasitis. Is it pancreasitis? Something like that. No, so, something wrong with her pancreas because she had been binge drinking, okay, like a ludicrous amount. And it, again, it's really good because there's this level of relatable humor and ways that she kind of pokes fun at herself, and also this like really nice, hopeful message at the end. Hi, Lucy. What are you doing? <laughs> Why do you need to charge now? <laughs> yeah, other than that, I've been watching more seasonal stuff. Uh, Dress Up Darling continues to be excellent. Demon Slayer just finished, season two. Mm-hmm. It is bloody phenomenal. <laughs> I think it's the best Demon Slayer has been. Because the more that I think about the movie, the less I like it. All right. Okay. But se- season two was awesome. And yeah. It's good. Brilliant. How about you? What have you been up to? Well, that's a nice segue because I also continued with Demon Slayer for a bit. And um, let's go. I can't remember how far I got. I've been introduced to Mean Boy, the one that with orange. Inosuke? Yeah. Oh, Zenitsu. Oh. Sorry. Did, not- did you hear the di- like the differing levels of hype? Yeah, I did. Oh, yes, Inosuke. Oh. I did. I did. Um, yeah, do, we not, I- do we not like him? Is it, he's just whiny, isn't he? He's so whiny. He just, he's so whiny. He's just, he's but I've grating. I've had a revelation. Okay, he's much less whinier in the sub. What? Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh. In my opinion. Um, okay. So I watched. I watched it all in dub, and I was really getting to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I was watching them back to back, and I and you know it was in several ep- several episodes. He joins the sort of crew and it's it's just so much and it the the accent and the 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 way i just i don't know whether i i i have a theory that i think because it's not in my native language the passion and stuff is more tolerable it's more tolerable but it also sounds more genuine um Mm. and when i'm reading it i can almost hear that emotion more whereas when it is in english and it just sounds whiny and it just sounds I can't, mm. I can't really buy into it as much. So watching it in sub helped for an episode, but again, I don't want to have to watch it in sub because I usually have, you want to be able to have it on in the background. Yeah, and yeah. So doing other stuff. Yeah, I get it, it. But it was an interesting sort of experiment that um, I thought sort of paid off a mm. little bit. Um, still enjoy, enjoying it. I think there is definitely there are some really interesting episodes. Some really interesting. Um, like I really liked the episode with him in when they're trapped in the house um yeah the, the drums and stuff like that he's that. tapping on yeah. the drums yeah it's a cool episode um and yeah there are some some fun bits it does still feel very monster of the week so i'm yeah it does. i'm surprised that the hype i i get it it's good it's a really well animated show it's a cool concept yeah but that monster it, of the everything week, is just executed well yeah i think the, the, the biggest thing about demon slayer is that it is good oftentimes there are moments which are 
great. Yeah. But all in all, storytelling wise and concept wise, it is very by the book. Yeah. Very generic, but it's executed in such a consistently good up to great way. Which moves me on to my net, oh. my net, the next thing that I'm, I really want to do in a whole episode on. Um, okay. Is Avatar the last airbender? Yes. So, oh, how's it going? It's going really well. It's going really well. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on to part two, book two, book two, book two. Um, awesome. I'm a few episodes into that, and I'm really amazed at the storytelling in it. Like, right? It's it's insane. Like, this is something that I I sort of knew of growing up. Never really watched much of, and um, was always intrigued by. But always just thought I'm not going to get enough out of this because it's a it's a kids show. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon, yeah, and yeah. it is it is aimed at that, isn't it? Like it's not. But yeah, it's there's still lots of moments which are definitely like for kids, like yeah. stupid jokes or but, like. But the the comedy, the, to be fair, is on point. Like I laughed a lot at this. I yeah. I and some of the storylines are so deep, and some of the yeah some of the. Uh, problems they have to deal with and some of the is- the choices and issues they have to make are are pretty like like the, the oh my god the bit with the moon the the oh, what? oh yeah the, the, yeah the the fish and yeah they take out the fish and then the, the end of that when and then he goes to avatar state and he just absolutely decimates all the ships oh, yeah and stuff. yeah oh. it's brutal but like again um is it saka his 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 girl man soccer best boy his, his his girl goes like they actually go through yeah. with that i'm like oh my god it's they commit to they it commit it's to like that for a kid's show to have that kind of theme and i think it's really good because it's not done in just a for faux shock it's there as a genuine story beat and moment of growth for soccer but also I think it's good for kids to have exposure to that kind yeah. of stuff, exposure to media where characters can pass because it helps them to be able to deal with loss as they look, grow up and for it to become from Avatar of all things. Yeah. It's great. Look, we have we have to do a proper episode. So we're not gonna Oh yeah, 100%. Talk, talk about like uh I have plans. We're not we're not gonna talk about everything now, but it, it was it's just really impressed me and I love I love that Although it is sometimes Monster of the Week esque in that they're going and they're mm. finding a new problem, they've done a really good job of tying in the overall narrative. I love the fact that they went back to see his old friend, um, and and they they went back to the city that's now been taken over by the fire, yeah, the, the fire lords and stuff. And that it's a great chase sequence there. It's a great. There's a great my cabbages, <laughs> but but then they 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 don't spend ages talking about the setting because they did that in the previous time they went they just jump it all right this is this is the way this city works they use they use these big shoots to um move all their all their stuff around and in the first episode when they went there for the first time they talked about that loads and then here it's Mm. like nope we're just getting straight in the action it's been established it's been established but but in a kids show that's monster of the week you or almost playing to an audience that comes into this fresh every week. You're trying to bring on new watchers. Mm. So you'd almost expect them to spend the first five, 10 minutes reestablishing the system. What's going on. But yeah. they don't. And uh, for me, that's why I didn't get into it when I was a kid, because the way that I watched it and the way that the episodes were being released meant that there was lots of replays and lots of going back and forth. So you could never really tell what order the episodes were in, or if you were going back or forward, right. but being able to binge it all mm. on Netflix 
gives it like this brilliant new appreciation for it. Yeah, really good. So, yeah, we'll definitely bring it onto the show. Okay, right, and and you know I've been watching other things, but we haven't got time for that. I'll talk about those next week. Um, okay, let's leave it there. Right, thank you guys again. It's been great to have you here. Thank you for your contribution. It's um, always always great, and thank you Sam for being on the podcast. I'm I'm claiming yeah, I'm claiming it. Will for being on the podcast. I'm claiming it as mine. You're claiming it. You, yeah. you, you, I, I am. Oh, I'm, I'm. I had 73 primary, episodes to to put my host. flag in it. <laughs> but he's i oh, stole it i'll have to switch it up i'll switch up next with the intro will have to be and our main host will <laughs> um yeah thank you all for listening we've done our plugs we love you we'll leave you and we'll see you next week in the anniverse